The title for today is Bible-thumping leftists. It's a little bit stretched because what I mean is that the left is based on religious morality. The part of the Bible that they're thumping is not the part that says there is a God and you must obey him. Obviously, Marxists among the leftists don't believe that. Although there is a school of Catholic theologians known as liberation theologists who do advocate socialism based upon religion, Catholicism, and that's, they should, because the left is based upon religious morality. The Sermon on the Mount is like the grand jackpot of leftist morality put forward in the Bible. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are the poor, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. How many poems did you read in high school where the theme was the nobility of the poor and the depravity of the wealthy? Now, some of those poems and, and uh, pieces of literature were from the time when the wealthy gained their wealth by force. But since the Industrial Revolution, it's like the left hasn't noticed that the wealthy are no longer barons and dukes and earls who tax their subjects, but the wealthy are people like Jeff Bezos, who created Amazon, and Bill Gates, who created Microsoft, and before him, John D. Rock, before them, John D. Rockefeller, who gave us plentiful gasoline, and Thomas Edison, who gave us all those inventions that we relish, and Andrew Carnegie, who gave us the steel to build modern cities. So it's no longer fortunes by conquest. For about 250 years, it's been fortunes by creating value. But the left doesn't realize that and goes on celebrating the poor. The poor are always right. The poor are always noble. The poor are always victims. The rich are millionaires and billionaires. They are to be despised. They're crooked. They're taking things from people that they uh, shouldn't take, that, that don't belong to them, that are not theirs to take. Now, what is the name of this morality? The morality that says need is consecrated. Wealth stinks. It's altruism, a term coined by Auguste Comte, in the 19th century, Comte says that the essence of morality, which he called altruism, was live for others. Live for others. So altruism is a philosophy that says you have no moral right to anything. You are but the servant of others. Others' need is a first claim on your life. 
you may have nothing as long as others lack something. Virtue, according to altruism, you get it by giving up. You get it by sacrificing. The sacrificed self is their highest uh, moral ideal. Take Mother Teresa. Imagine that Mother Teresa opened a medical business in India and did the same work that she did, but got rich by doing it because it was valuable work and people wanted to pay for it. Well, she would not be a heroine in the altruist sense. She would be on my ethics, but she's a heroine because she lived in poverty herself. So need worship is the motto of this form of religious ethics. Blessed are the poor, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Marx, what was Marx doing? He stated his ethical principle, from each according to his ability, to each according to his need. The able, the productive, the value creators must give up to those who do not have value. It is more blessed to give than to receive, right? It is more blessed to give than to receive. There's a little problem with that. No one can give unless someone receives. But there's a way around that in uh, the religious ethics and the altruist ethics that comes out of it. Excuse me. If you give to someone who has less than you, then that is virtuous on your part. And if they accept a gift from someone who has more than them, that's a virtuous on the part of the receivers, at least not evil. So we get equality, egalitarianism, right out of religious ethics, right out of altruism. Give of your substance to the poor. One of the recent popes said that. You are not making a gift, he said, when you give of your substance to the poor. You are returning to them that which is theirs. So to imagine that you could, as conservatives do, that you can defend private property profit-seeking on a base of religion is the greatest delusion in human history. You cannot defend capitalism if you accept the religious ethics. You cannot. It's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to get into heaven, right? I mean, how many times have we heard that? If you believe that the acquisition and the creation of wealth is sinful and lacking wealth is ennobling, uh, you must be a socialist. And that's why Marx, who began as Christian, became a communist. 
That's all that communism, socialism, progressivism is. It's the secularization of biblical ethics, of biblical morality. It's Christ achieving his goal right here on earth. We don't have to wait for the kingdom of heaven, which the left derided in the 30s as pie in the sky. We can get pie right here. Uh, by simply having the government take pie from those who baked it and give it to those who lack it. Here's another quote I can't resist. Do not worry about your life. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. News to me, I thought they went out and got their own words, worms and seeds. But no, apparently the Heavenly Father gives them their food. Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. In other words, you don't have to do anything. Just lacking and wanting gives you the right to receive. Absence of value creates a claim on those who produce values. <clears throat> From each, according to his ability, to each, according to his need. Who said, it was not Jesus, but it could have been, who said the greed of Wall Street and corporate America is destroying the fabric of our nation? Bernie Sanders, channeling Christ, throwing the money changers out of the temple. So the left rejects supernaturalism, but they secularize it in terms of a supernaturally based ethics. An ethics where the heavenly father who will feed them becomes the government. But religion has this advantage. The heavenly father can create things out of nothing. Let there be light, and there was light. The government can't provide anything to anyone that it hasn't taken away from someone else. So the um, provision from the Heavenly Father of government means taking from those who have and giving to those who have not. Yeah, that's, that's the essence of moral, isn't it? The haves should take care of the have-nots. Why? Well, the man who saved religion from reason, the man who stopped the Renaissance, is Immanuel Kant, a German philosopher of the late 1700s. <laughs> Kant wrote, I found I had to deny reason to make room to, for faith. And he was raised as a pietist Christian. He wanted to save particularly religious ethics from the growing secularism of the Renaissance period, where people were throwing out the old mystical supernatural ideals. <coughs> now Kant's argument, if you can call it that, was <clears throat> 
morality does not concern your desires. That's just subjective. Getting what you want is not what morality is about. What morality is about is doing your duty, doing what is right because it is right, not because you want something, not because there's a payoff. For instance, when Christians promise heaven, and you know, Islam promises 60 virgins to its martyrs, when you hold out a selfish advantage like that, supposedly, you are prostituting morality. You must do your duty because it's your duty. If you're doing something for the payoff, that's selfish, that's immoral, that has no, at minimum, it is amoral, has no moral significance. But everybody, Kant says, is determined psychologically. Everybody's desires are determined by his makeup as a man. I had a session last week on the fallacies of evolutionary psychology. Well, Kant believed in that. Your psychology, your motivation is determined. You have no choice about it. You just want things for yourself. So the only way we can know that you're acting morally is if it hurts. If it brings you a profit, maybe you did it to get the profit. So you must act not just in accordance with duty, but because it's your duty. And the only way we can know that a being is determined by pleasure and pains is acting out of duty is when it hurts. So do it if it hurts. Do it if it causes you a sacrifice. Do it because other people's need makes them your master. That's the essence of religion, scaring you out of your wits, getting you down on your knees, yelling that you're a sinner, uh, flagellating the flesh, lacerating yourself, giving up, sacrificing, accepting your own evil. I was just reading in, for, in preparation for this, quotes from the Bible, and there's a section where uh, it talks about a uh, Pharisee who said that he does good, he gives up his wealth to the poor, he lives a life of righteousness, and then a quote from a tax collector. Now, tax collectors back then were even more hated than they are today. The tax collector just came and took part of your produce. It wasn't as civilized as we have it now. So tax collector is normally a, a synonym of an, an exploiter of me. Back, It was understood that way back then. The tax collector said, Lord, I am a miserable sinner. So the Pharisee is saying, you know, I do good, I'm a good man, I'm not like the tax collector. And the tax collector says, I'm a miserable sinner. And the point of the quote was the, Jesus said, the tax collector is of the kingdom of God. So as long as you think you're good, 
you're evil. The, the good is to say, yes, I'm a miserable, I'm evil, I'm bad, and not in a good way. Uh, render unto Caesar that which is Caesar, render unto God that which is God's. Familiar quote? Where's you? What do you render unto yourself? Nothing. You are either the slave of the state or the slave of God or both. That's the religious view. That's the leftist view. They don't believe in God, but you're the slave of society, of the government, of the state. You know, there's even a touch of the miraculous metaphysics. Metaphysics is the part of philosophy that discusses the nature of reality, including the law of cause and effect, is established in metaphysics. And even though they generally reject leftists, generally reject religion as superstition, they have plenty of miraculous things that they bring in when the government is doing them. For instance, Jesus turned water into wine, and the government turns paper into wealth. Remember the various stimulus and relief bills for the last year under both administrations? Yeah, let's double the budget. Let's spend another $3 trillion because people are hurting. People are hurting. So let's help them. We've got to help them, don't we? I mean, people are hurting. They're really hurting. Yeah, they're hurting partly because of COVID, but mainly because what you did to them, government, your lockdowns enforced misery on them. But let's leave that aside. How are you going to help them? Well, we're going to send them checks. Backed by what? Well, government, government funds coming from where? Well, society, the rich. So what they're actually saying is people who are hurting have the right to seize the goods of other people, including their own kind, because most of the money comes from the middle class. But particularly from the rich, if they can fumigate it by saying, hey, we're going to fund everything by taking the money of the rich. Well, that's self-evidently good, and nobody who is rich would stand up and say, hands off my money, it's mine. What gives you the right to take money out of my wallet? Well, the right is that you have so much and other people have so little. Yeah, and what morality is that a right? Well, the, the morality of altruism, morality everybody uh, accepts. Who, who doesn't accept that? I mean, oh yeah, what's your argument for it? Well, argument for we are our brother's keeper? Yeah, what's your argument for that? Well, it's obvious. You can't have society without that. Yeah, you can. You don't have to have sacrifices to have cooperation. Greed will take care of that. Well, but you are your brother's keeper. It says so right in the Bible. Oh, I'm not supposed to say that. So it's religious morality that's behind 
people are hurting, we got to help them. And the miraculous metaphysics of religion that we don't have to ask where the wealth is coming from. We're just giving them government money and government money is miracle money. We just print it and it's good. If a counterfeiter does it, we regard that as a form of theft. But if government does the exact same thing, that's helping people. Because this, no one has ever attacked altruism. I mean, people, sorry, that's not correct. Nietzsche attacked altruism. That is, he denounced it, he said it was evil. It was a slave morality, which it is, but that's not a refutation of it. It's not an analysis of it intellectually. No one took on that task until Ayn Rand, and no one has ever done it better. Few have the courage to even dare to enter into these paragraphs. So I'm quoting from the hero of Atlas Shrugged. Quote, I am here to ask the questions you evaded. Why is it moral to serve the happiness of others but not your own? If enjoyment is a value, why is it moral when experienced by others but immoral when experienced by you? If the sensation of eating a cake is a value, why is it an immoral indulgence in your stomach, but a moral goal for you to achieve in the stomach of others? Why is it immoral for you to desire, but moral for others to do so? Why is it immoral to produce a value and keep it, but moral to give it away. And if it's not moral for you to keep a value, why is it moral for others to accept it? If you are selfless and virtuous when you give it, are they not selfish and vicious when they take it? Does virtue consist of serving vice? Is the moral purpose of those who are good self-immolation for the sake of those who are evil? The answer you evade, the monstrous answer is no, the takers are not evil, provided they did not earn the value you gave them. It is not immoral for them to accept it, provided they are unable to produce it, unable to deserve it, unable to give you any value in return. It is not immoral for them to enjoy it, provided they do not obtain it by right. I'm going to break in here. I have one more paragraph from her to read, but I'm going to break in here to quote from Warren Buffett. I do believe that anybody who's willing to work 40 hours a week and has a couple of kids should not have to have a second job. In other words, they don't have to earn it. They just get it. They get a, anybody who has this situation needs more money. You should get it. Quoting from uh, Atlas Shrugged again. Such is the secret core of your creed, the other half of your double standard. It is immoral to live by your own effort but moral to live by the effort of others. 
it is immoral to consume your own product, but moral to consume the product of others. It is immoral to earn, damn millionaires and billionaires, but moral to mooch. It is the parasites who are the moral justification for the existence of the producers. But the existence of the parasites is an end in itself. It is evil to profit by achievement, but good to profit by sacrifice. Someone else's sacrifice. It is evil to create your own happiness, but good to enjoy it at the price of the blood of others. The climax, close quote, the climax of her development is that altruism is the morality of death. Altruism's worship of need means the worship of the lack of values. That you, it's hatred for production is a hatred for life. Life is a process of self-sustenance. You create values and you consume them. The left has jettisoned religion's hatred of this world, but kept its hatred of life, hatred of self-sustenance, hatred of producing your own enjoyment, your own reward, profiting, enjoying your profit, which they call greed. Ask and it will be given ye, says the Bible. The left says, there's, the problem of production has been solved. This problem now is distribution. We want to redistribute because the existing distribution of goods and services is unequal. And that's unfair. Why should some people get so much more when other people have left, have less? So the image is someone, God, the government, doles out money. And damn, if some people don't end up with an unfair share. What's missing? Production. People produce things and sell them. If the buyer is willing to pay more for the good, willing, eager, wanting, lining up at Walmart to buy something at the price you're offering, and it more than covers your cost, you've created value. You took resources that were selling for X, and you worked them up into something that now sells for X plus P, where P is your profit. The profit is the difference between the value of your inputs and the value of your outputs. Judge value, judge by whom? By the people who want to buy it by the people who wanted to sell you the inputs and the people who want to buy the product that you produce with those inputs. So the idea that um, asking it would be given you, people are hurting, we've got to help, is all about ignoring the fact that wealth is not distributed by a heavenly father, but is created. And then some of it is seized by our satanic father, uh, in Washington, it's a little overstated, um, not so heavenly father in Washington, and doled out to parasites, and sometimes to businessmen who are parasites. It's not just the poor who are the beneficiaries of the largesse 
of loot. Businesses like Elon Musk's business gets tremendous subsidies. So whoever is getting the loot is getting the goods of others taken from them by force. Okay, that's uh, almost the antidote. I have to say something positive. Instead of the morality of death, sacrifice is the surrender of a value. Death is the loss of all values. So instead of the morality of death, Ayn Rand and Atlas Shrugged presents and proves the morality of life, the morality of man's survival qua man. The good is that which is proper to man's life qua man, she writes in that same uh, novel, Atlas Shrugged. 